The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is your Week 13 serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups. I am, did I say I'm Matt Straub? Yeah, I did. And I'm joined as always by Steve Alexander. Steve, uh, you and I do this podcast, just the two of us, every single Sunday to air on Monday. And this week is slightly different. Please explain. Well, uh, first of all, I like the way that you reminded me that today is Sunday. So Yes, today is Sunday, but today is also Monday when this runs, yes. When I talk about the big matchup happening on Tuesday night or Saturday afternoon, uh, now I know what day it is. But we're joined by a special guest, one of my good friends, one of the people I like to name drop. You know, I'm a name dropper. I, oh, I do big it time. Lot. Big time. Mainly Luka Doncic. That's the, <laughs> that's the main name you drop. <laughs> I drop Luka out there a lot, but uh, we got Brian Rosenworcel in the house. Hi. This dude... This dude emailed me one day asking me a basketball question and happened to mention something about the REM song 99, I think. Is that that right? No, I remember this better than you did. It was West of the Fields off the album Murmur because you were making a pun on David West. Delonte West. No, David West. (laughs) Wow. I thought it was Delonte West. I thought it was when he was uh, the whole LeBron thing. I will talk about you know? Delonte West for the rest of this podcast if you let me. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to step back now and let Brian take the wheel because he remembers things better than I do and he's also smarter than I am. So. And he knows what day it is. Yeah. Oh, Brian, you're, I'll just say you're an avid you're an avid fantasy basketball player and have been for a while. Is that is that true? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an embarrassing um, passion. <laughs> I, I mean... I, uh, well, you don't have to say that to us. <laughs> I I play in a band called Guster, and um, Steve's wife likes our band, so then we became friends and started hanging out. And he's it's nice to have someone who's a Roto World expert on hand when you need to know whether to drop, say, <laughs> Devonte Graham because of his field goal percentage. So, and you've actually even written for Roto World, right? Like you've you've pinch hit and written like daily doses and stuff like that. I mean, I want to, but Steve won't let me. Oh, really? I thought Steve let you one time. Did I have that wrong, Steve? No, uh-huh. I did it. Oh, okay, I, <laughs> you're just making me answer everything. Uh, he let me, but I, I I want more. I want I want a voice. I want I want to use all my funny nicknames. <laughs> all right, cool. So we're we are gonna run through some waiver wire pickups as we always do here guys i want to start with jackson hayes uh guy who has re-emerged recently he's 31 percent rostered in yahoo leagues his last three games 17.3 points 8.0 boards 2.7 blocks in 27 minutes a game Derek favors out with a hamstring injury what what do you guys think of hayes uh do you think he is going to finally get a chance to consistently run with this thing well i you know i've been hot on hayes all year and then he, he didn't do anything. I'm like, Derek Favors is 34. He, he, there's no way. He's not, he's not 34. 
He's 44. Okay. Derek, Derek Favors, Favors is, is still in his 20s. Years old. I'm like, there's no way this guy is going to still be balling out at the end of the season. And, like, somehow Derek Favors has held Jackson Hayes down all year. Now, the last two games, Jackson Hayes has arrived because Derek Favors is hurt. Uh, oh, shit. We just lost Steve, Brian. I can step in. One of the things I like about Jackson Hayes is that I can pronounce his name. Because when you get when you get down on the list to like Sevi Maikahaluik and Seku Dumbaya, I'm gonna realize that I've only read their names and I've never actually heard them spoken. Right, right. No, and, and that is a problem like for fantasy writers in general. I think because they mostly just write the players' names, but then you do have to like go on a podcast and say them, and it's <laughs> it's a problem. Uh, but yeah, Jackson Hayes. I, I don't know, man. He's impressive, and I think the Pelicans need to give this dude a chance. I agree. He's my number one pickup. I, I grabbed him everywhere because it just feels like he's going to put up big numbers and uh, he's going to get more and more of an opportunity. He's got real upside. So, yeah, that was my number one guy on this like list of people to grab. Plus, you need a center more often than you need a sure. shooting and you guard. Need, you need them blocks. you got to have them blocks. Now, I think, Brian, you and I have reached an interesting point here where Steve actually got disconnected and should we just leave him out the rest of the way, I think is a really important question for us to address. I feel like he has a lot of status. He has a great name, Dr. A. Yeah. He has a large following, but he doesn't have a lot of like cohesive thoughts. <laughs> That's true. And, and I think as we speak, he's honestly probably <laughs> scrambling just in a wild way to try to get back into this thing. Yeah, I thought you were going to say scrambling eggs. Like he just like well, said, ah, blew it off. Hey, sorry about that. I'm back. He's back. <laughs> he's back. Well, I was trying to do this in bed, and my kid rolled over and shut my computer off. Wow. All right, you're, you're required to disclose if you're doing this from bed at the start of the podcast. I'm I'm doing this from bed. Oh wow. Okay. All right. I'm the only one. I'm the only one who started this at a desk. I wish I'd known that. How far through my Jackson Hayes rant was I? Not very far. And Brian just picked up the torch and ran with it pretty seamlessly. But keep going. Derek Favors is 44, a.k.a. 28. I think that's around where you were. Well, anyhow, Derek Favors. You know, I've been worried about Derek Favors, Drew Holiday, all these older Pelicans. I thought Jackson Hayes was a great stash about a month ago. Um, I kind of let him go everywhere, and I think the time is right to pick him up. All right, the next player on the list is Omari Spellman. Former Hawk Omari Spellman, I'm obligated to say, 17% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. His last four games prior to Sunday, 16 points, 5.3 boards, 2.3 steals, 0.5 blocks, 2.8 threes, shooting 56.8%, doing all that damage in just 22 minutes per game. Started the last game at center for the Warriors. This is a guy, Brian and Steve, who famously, or not that famously, could not get in shape for the Hawks. And I think that's the reason they traded him for Damian Jones. He looks really fit now all of a sudden he had a crazy block on Dante DiVincenzo the other night Spellman looks like a different guy and I just don't see any reason why the Warriors aren't going to give this guy something like 25 minutes at least the rest of the way I've uh I was always thinking it was Kevon Looney and Eric Pascal who were going to be like the bigs uh this year and it didn't really play out that way when I watched them and Omari Spellman is on the TV he seems really competent you know he's like a scorer he's gets all kind of stats he has upside but i don't know if i can trust him can i trust him steve dude can you trust any warrior i mean it is so crazy to me that the best team in the nba 
you know, the last <laughs> five years or whatever is now down to Omari Spellman, Eric Pascal, Kai Bowman, and a couple <laughs> dudes you've never heard of. Yeah. Don't how dare you how dare you talk about Alec Burks that way. <laughs> and the fact that Matt Straup is upset about the fact that the Hawks got rid of Omari Spellman. <laughs> I mean He's not He's not upset that Luka Doncic isn't playing for the Hawks, but he's upset that Omari Spellman's not? What is going on? Well, it speaks to my sickness as a Hawks fan. I mean... No, Brian, to answer your question, I don't think you can trust Omari Spellman. You know, I like... Except for DFS. I like using Warriors in DFS because, you know, somebody's going to go off every night. Yeah, I will get meta on the Golden State Warriors situation anytime. My mind is still boggled by just how fast that dynasty crashed and just that we're looking at these players on this team right now on national TV because they can't unbook it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really something else. Yeah, Steph Curry is a name that I see coming off the waiver wire this week. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, if he even got dropped, Steve, you dropped him in a league or two, right? Right when he got hurt. Yeah, man, I got rid of Steph Curry so fast. It was like hot potato. I think he's going to, yeah, I I don't know. I think things are looking up for Steph all of a sudden. I think there's a lot of injured guys that actually deserve some attention because in one league I'm in, I've I've acquired uh, Vucevic and De'Aaron Fox and John Collins uh, because people were impatient with them. And so, you know, you have guys like... Rui Hachimura, you got Thomas Bryant, Luke Kennard, Norman Powell. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It depends on how deep your league is, but some of those people could be good to sit on for a week or two waiting for them to come back and have upside in the end of the year. Yeah, and I think actually Powell was supposed to play on Sunday, right? I'm going to double-check that. Yeah, Powell is set to return on Sunday, so that's definitely a good name to look at and one I actually kind of meant to put on this list, so I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yeah, I mean, do you guys feel like you can really trust Norman Powell with Patrick McCall playing well and Fred Van Vliet, uh, if Fred Van Vliet's healthy? He was really playing when uh, when he went down with that injury. And, I mean, when you watch him, he's just like, he's a big-time player. Yeah, he was playing out of his mind. And I felt like he was benefiting because they weren't healthy. But I kind of felt like he was carving out a big enough role regardless with what he was doing. So... Steve, to answer your question, I think he was playing well enough that it's worth rolling the dice to see how his role looks after he's back. You know what I mean? So just to be clear, you guys are saying it's time to pick up Steph Curry if he's sitting out there? Yeah, and and I think it's happening. Even if you don't have an IR spot, the idea that he's uh, a month away from a return, I don't know. Maybe they're going to play him. Maybe he's going to help you. In a deep league, you should definitely grab him. I mean, I never would have dropped him in the first place. I traded him in one league, but I never would have dropped him in the first place. You know, before Brian said that about Curry, I forgot he even existed. I know, but I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get a reminder pretty. We soon. We got an update that's, today that he's being reevaluated February first, so that's yeah. significant. I agree. I mean, the last thing the Warriors want to do is is win games, and you know, if they're running Steph Curry and Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell out there, they might accidentally win more win more than they all want to. I think, but I also think they're in a new arena. They want some good vibes toward the end of the season. Steph Curry likes basketball, <laughs> and I think he wants to be. I think he desperately wants to be out there. That would be that's that's my theory. So Steph Curry likes basketball. <laughs> Breaking news. That's going to be the headline of this. That's the definitely the title of this episode. All right, Daniel Gafford is getting a chance with Wendell Carter Jr. out four to six weeks with a nasty ankle sprain. 
Gafford rostered in 8% of Yahoo Leagues, had not done much with his opportunity, but Saturday night, 14-7 and seven with a steal and a block in 23 minutes. He has posted some really monstrous block numbers per 36 minutes, I think close to four per game. Do you guys trust the Gafford with Wendell Carter Jr. out? I see if I put someone in a DFS play and then they tank, I'm mad at them forever. <laughs> so I can't really uh, I can't talk about my relationship with Daniel Gafford because it's affected by the one time he tanked when I chose him. Gotcha. I think Steve's the same way. <laughs> Steve, you're the same way, aren't you? Yeah, man. Gafford had that horrible game, and then I had picked him up in several leagues, and I dropped him in one, and I didn't mean to do it, and I, I picked up a Grizzly who only plays two games next week for him, and I, I'm kind of sad about that. Around the same time that uh, Brian accidentally cut Danwell House. No, I meant I meant to cut Danwell House, but I accidentally cut Derek Jones Jr. Their names both begin with D. Oh, right, it was Derek <laughs> Jones Jr. That's right. I went in and fixed that for Brian. Got him the commissioner of the Rock and Roll League, and he texted me right after he accidentally dropped the wrong guy. I, I kind of did mine on purpose. It was just a mistake. Um, you know, the thing that makes me mad about not having Gafford right now is I think the Bulls play four games a week for the next three weeks. You got to have those games played. You got to have those games played at hand. Do you have like a grid or something where you can see it? Steve, where would be like an amazing place for people to find that games played grid? Right there in the old Roto World season pass. Uh, guys, now I'm going to tell you a player's stat line and you tell me if you're interested. This player, the last nine, nine games, has averaged 10.8 points, 4.7 boards, 4.7 assists, 1.9 steals, 0.6 blocks in 32 minutes, rostered in 18% of Yahoo leagues. A bonus if you know who the player is. But are you interested in that stat line? Mildly. <laughs> Mildly. <laughs> that player is Bruce Brown Jr. of the Detroit Pistons. I just feel like... Bruce Brown Jr. has not is not a guy who I guess we're instinctively that excited about. That's why I didn't tell you his name. But that's a pretty good stat line. Yeah, I own Bruce Brown in multiple leagues. His nickname should be the Shark, right? <laughs> Wasn't the Shark from Jaws? Wasn't his name Bruce? Is it? I think that's going to catch on based on this podcast. Yeah, I'm calling him Shark from now on. I love it. Yeah, there's a number of leagues where those stats, if they held up, could be useful to me. You know, when you have. Uh, some guys with really empty lines, like the kind of lines you get from Terrence Ross or Colin Sexton. Um, right. You know, Bruce Brown getting steals, assists, and rebounds is actually much more useful. Colin Sexton, honestly, is is truly the king of the empty stat line, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, Darius Garland <laughs> is actually available in some leagues, and he's really putting up good numbers now. I love Garland. I've I've mentioned Garland so many times on this podcast that I feel like I can't. <laughs> Yeah, Darius Garland and Luca, man, that's about all we talk about on this podcast. <laughs> Specifically, trying to get Luca's shoes. Uh, Brian, we'll talk later about uh, Steve's quest to get Luca's shoes, but we need your help if you know anyone who can. I can get get a pair. I can get you a Luca shoe by midnight. <laughs> hey, Brian, can we talk about Neil Pert for a second? Yeah, yeah. I mean, rest in peace. I mean, as a drummer. Uh, he was not the type of drummer I really looked up to or could even think about emulating because he was so talented. But I really admire that he wrote lyrics for his band because that's what I do too. Like, that's like a hard thing to do. Like, have your drummer send your singer some lyrics and have the singer be like, yeah, I'll sing this. Yeah, he wrote like 99% of the lyrics to Rush. That's the dude who wrote Tom Sawyer. I mean, yeah, that's the Rush song I know. Same. <laughs> 
That's the one. That's the one. If someone says play some Rush at a party, I'm like, here comes Tom Sawyer. I guess you're not a fly-by-night fan. <laughs> yeah, I loved Neil Peart, and I, and I loved Rush, uh, especially when I was a kid. You know, I went and saw them live, and I, just, I thought they were a great, really smart band. Yeah, I mean, he seemed like a really good dude, and uh, rest in peace, Neil Peart. All right. Uh, uh, oh, I'm doing the same thing I was going to do. I did with Bruce Brown. All right. Since mid-December, this player has averaged 11.2 points, 5.7 boards, 0.8 steals, 0.8 blocks, and 2.23s, also playing 32 minutes a game during that prolonged stretch. Are you interested? Oh, can you tell us the team? Dallas Mavericks. That's Dorian Finney-Smith right there. Yes, it is. That's that's Mr. DFS. Whoa, that was solid, Nailed Ryan. it. That but, is DFS. But that's the thing. He's been sitting out there all year beckoning us with his, like, 35 minutes played a night and you turn on the Mavericks and he's there as like a fixture of the team and yet you don't grab him. Yeah. And you know why you don't grab him? Because Luca doesn't pass. So <laughs> Luca only passes to get assists. So D- DFS is just standing in the corner, scratching his head, scoring seven points. Although, no, he's been really good lately and I'm just, I'm actually just trying to get Steve mad. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Finney Smith has been playing well for a while. I guess that's my point. And I think you're saying the same thing, Brian. Yeah, I still don't grab him, though, is just because, you know, you have like a blockage with certain people, even though the stats are there, where you just feel like they're going to go give you eight points, two rebounds, and one assist the next game. And he's one yes. of those guys I feel that way about. But yeah, he's a he's a useful pickup in a deep league. Agreed. Yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith, I mean, I haven't picked him up yet, which is kind of weird because I wear a lot of Mavericks gear. I mean, I picked up Maxi Cleaver in a few <laughs> spots because of the whole, you know, Kristaps Porzingis knee thing. But I haven't picked up DFS. He should be on your radar, though. You should be ready uh, to consider adding him. Yeah, he's not about to blow up. He's about to barely become useful. Look at Rosenworcel using <laughs> useful. It's very close to intriguing and serviceable, uh, which is the name of this podcast. He's staying on brand. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo is 12% rostered in Yahoo Leagues over his last four games. 13 points, 2.3 steals, two threes per game. I don't think we can really count on him for something like 13 points. Not a big scorer in that offense. But the steals and threes have been pretty reliable from him. Uh, Is this a guy that either of you guys have picked up or want to pick up? I'm not interested. There's something about the way his uniform fits. I don't like it. (laughs) Steve, anything to add to that? Yeah, I struggle with guys who don't score very many points. He'll get like four points, four assists, four rebounds. I mean, it just doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well. And I, I haven't picked him up anywhere. All right, I'm curious to hear you guys' opinion on this next guy. Steve, you and I have talked about him a bunch of times. Brian, I don't know how you feel about him, but Alfred Payton had a big stat line on Friday. 15 points, six boards, seven assists, five steals. He really hasn't been great lately, but he has been good in two out of his last three games. Eight steals in his last three games. Clearly the number one point guard for the Knicks. Is any of this moving the needle for you? I own him everywhere. Oh, okay, you're an Alfred I li- guy. Literally, I would I would pick him over Jackson Hayes. I would pick him over anyone on this list. I see huge upside. I feel like he's he's going to be triple doubling if he gets the minutes. I just love Alfred Payton. I think he's the greatest player in the NBA. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy that I asked about him. Yeah, I mean, not a week goes by that we don't talk about Alfred Payton on this podcast. That's sort of what we do. <laughs> Alfred Payton does make believers out of people, and we've just met one. So it's it's a it's a real thing. 
he's not going to score, and you like scores, but he really puts up a lot of counting stats. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. just disappeared. Where is that guy? What happened? What what happened? What happened? He's hurt. He's out. No, but like in a more a more meta way, Dennis Smith Jr. was like supposed to be a superstar. Yeah, no, it's not good. And he's gone. I mean, we do, we do not know where Dennis Smith Jr. is. And, and what's Frank Nielakina doing? Is he selling used cars? I don't know. I'm a Knicks fan. This all hurts. It all. Hurts. Oh, you are you are a Knicks fan. Just because I love James Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I love his band. <laughs> Who doesn't yeah. love James Dolan's band? So, Brian, are you more into the Knicks or the Nets? It's so interesting because I live in Brooklyn, and I thought this was the year I was going to switch to the Nets. Because last year they were exciting. They made the playoffs. They had a good chemistry. They had a young core. But when you have Kevin Durant on the bench and Kyrie not playing, it's really hard to love the team. And so like, I'm just I'm back with the Knicks. I love a lot of power forwards. You are, Brian. We're recording this before you head to the Hawks-Nets game on Sunday, correct? Yeah, I'm going tonight, which is great. I think Kyrie might play tonight, but either way, I'm seeing Trey Young and John Collins, and I'm excited. Yeah, let me ask you about Kyrie Irving since he's coming back. I mean, can you love a team that he's on? No. I Honestly, no. And and I like Kyrie. I, I appreciated him when he was on the Cavaliers, and I, I admired his decision to move away from LeBron. And I hope I hope it'll be different for the Nets, and it'll be interesting to see what happens if he and Durant can be healthy together. But uh, all signs point to him not being who you want. Brian, what are your feelings about Karis LeVert? I mean, he's I have his bobblehead in my room, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a grown man. Um, I love him. I, I, I love him, and if he can stay healthy and get in a groove like he was in before his injury last year, uh, he'll be super useful. Guys, I, it feels just anticlimactic to talk about Svi Mihalik after, yeah. after this last volley we've had. <laughs> so I'll just say, everyone out there, He's getting some points in threes. Last 12 games, 2.83 pointers. If you're desperate in that area, rostered in just 5% of Yahoo leagues. We have about a we have about a minute before we got to get out of here, guys. Any any parting thoughts? Yeah, I got parting uh, thoughts. I get the yeah, I want the whole go. I want the whole minute. Take take the minute and uh <laughs> go. This is your minute. Okay. Last night, I made a FanDuel pocket call. Okay, I set my lineup for this $2 league I'm in with Steve. And then I look this morning, I lost that, and I lost some $8 satellite to a $30 million whatever that I would never enter. So, like, my pocket entered some other contest with this losing lineup. And if I contact FanDuel about this, they'll be like, yeah, we have a policy. We can't undo anything. Sorry that happened. How is it possible that you can enter lineups while your Wait, cell phone is you in your pocket? But You butt FanDuel. <laughs> it's awful. It cost me 8 bucks. Wow, dude! I've never heard of that. I've ne- that's amazing. I mean, dude, if you throw away, if you, if you set a FanDuel lineup for two dollars and you've got a DNP in there, you can you can live with that. But eight dollars that's that's a little steep. Yeah. All right. Well, Brian, we know you got to get to the game. We got to get out of here as well. Thanks a lot for doing this, man. This is a lot of fun. Sounds great. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Doctor A. All right, Brian. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, that about does it for us on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review us as well. We'll be back on Wednesday with the Whip Around episode. Thanks once again to our guest, Brian Rosenworcel. Thank you to Steve Alexander, as always. Thank you to all of you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.